Hey everybody, thank you so much for tuning into today's podcast. My name is Ayatollah Wafumi Monei and I'm your host for the Christian Enough podcast. Today, we have a special guest. She's a really good friend of mine. Um, I've known Gina for a very long time. Well, not a long time, actually. We both went to college together. And she's kind of, she's a very interesting person with very interesting perspectives. So I'm very glad to have her on today's show. So, hey, Gina, how's it going? Hi, Ayel. Um, pretty good. Well, just to clear the air, you've known me for a long time, Jared. <laughs> How long is a long time since what sophomore year of college? We weren't even friends until my junior year of college. So uh, actually, no, 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 what? no, that's not true. Soft, no, junior year. Yes, that's it was true. our junior year, and yes. also in this generation we live in, friends more than four years is a thing. Has it really been four years? I don't think so, but anyways, so <laughs> I'm, I think, you know, both of us have been kind of going back and forth on, you know, how today's topic is supposed to go. Well, first of all, we're talking about, first of all, we're talking about Ruth. If you aren't familiar with the biblical story of Ruth, it is gotten from the book of Ruth. She was a Moabite woman who was married to an Israelite. The story starts with Naomi, her husband, and her two sons. Naomi is the mother-in-law of Ruth, and Ruth marries one of her sons. Naomi and her family leave the land of Judah to go to the land of Moab to settle there. There, Naomi's two sons marry Moabite women, Ruth and Orpah. We see a little bit of cross-cultural marriage here, so um, people marrying different cultures and races is definitely not new, and it's not anything that's out of the ordinary today certainly um but that's a whole different discussion for another day anyhow so um after a couple of years living in moab naomi's husband dies a couple years later naomi's sons die and that's where the story begins ruth meets boaz they get married and they live happily ever after of course there's more to the story than that and you know i kind of want to just get right into it and just ask like what do you think of um the woman that is Ruth like because a lot of what people focus on which is a good thing right a lot of what people focus on when we discuss Ruth is Ruth and Boaz but we don't always just talk about Ruth by herself and who she was and why she got to the place that she was so I mean what do you think about Ruth what is your general mindset or opinion about her okay Oh, that's a good question. Um, first of all, I think Ruth is a very, very like interesting woman and personality, like her personality wise and um, who she is in general. Mm-hmm. Like how you name this like podcast, the stubborn, faithful. She's everything embodied in a physical being. You know, I mean, how would you say, especially personality-wise, like who do what 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 type of personality do you think she would have in today's like setting in society? Because I see her a little bit as almost as a feisty woman, a feisty woman who has a lot of peace in her heart, but she's very feisty. She's kind of feisty. But what it, what do you think about that? <laughs> I actually don't see her 
I see her as a woman who is a go-getter. Mm, yeah. She wants and she goes to get it. Even yeah. if what she wants is not by her idea or her, she came up with that idea, she gets it done. Yeah. And, I mean, such a woman is a wonderful woman to start off with. I mean, that means she's like always has a plan in head. She is respectful because to be a go-getter, you have to know how to respect and talk to people. Yeah. So that's something we got to think of. Like, so this woman is like, once again, I do agree with the fears, but I feel like fears has this negative connotation sometimes. Fears are feisty, feisty. Feisty does have this negative <laughs> connotation. Like, oh, she's so feisty. Like, she's going to start a, a fight or something. But no. Oh, like, no. Yeah. Ruth is the woman that's like, no, I want this and I'm going to get it regardless of what anybody says. Even if I'm getting it from you, you're going to give it to me. Ooh, so it's not, so maybe not necessarily feisty, maybe bold, maybe bold is a little bit more accurate. Bold is a better word. I should yeah. Say. Yeah. But, you know, I think, I think, you know, I, I, I liked the word feisty and I also like the word bold as well because it ties into the, um, the strength behind the word stubbornness. Right. So stubborn can also be seen in a negative way, but the way she is, um, Especially so, I mean, we know that the the story of Ruth starts out with Naomi and her husband, Elimelech. And they were two wealthy people who left the who left um, their hometown that was that I mean, that was being led by the judges at the time. So it was it was it was it was basically a period where people were doing whatever they wanted, however they wanted, whenever they wanted. So they left to build a life for themselves somewhere else. And by when they were leaving, right? Because we know at the end that they had land and they had wealth. Those were the things Naomi owned from her husband. So there were people that were not poor. They were wealthy. Naomi had two sons. She had a limelech. She lost a limelech and she lost her two sons. And from her two sons, she got um, Ruth and Orpah, who were her daughters-in-law. And she told both of them as she was going back to her hometown that, hey, you guys need to go back to your home. You need to go back to your family. There's nothing I can offer you. There's nothing left for me to give you. And Orpa, um, at first, you know, she tried to fight the same way Ruth did. and was like, no, I'm definitely going to stay with you. But she eventually left. Ruth stood her ground. Ruth, Ruth had a family. Ruth had a mother and father who would have gladly accepted her back. But she chose not to go back. She chose to stay with Naomi because she could also see maybe a kindred spirit in Naomi. This is a woman who'd lost everything. How can, how can Ruth um, leave a woman who lost everything? And I guess that speaks to, that is probably a thing in society we need to think about, right? Like, who are we or who, who how, how do we act when we know a friend, we know a family um, member, we know a family member what happens to them? What, how do we treat them? How do we act with them when they've gone from having everything to suddenly having nothing? Do we abandon them or do we stay with them and say, I'm going to stick with you through, um, through thick and thin? Ruth chose to stay, which we can say is a stubborn woman because Naomi was the one who said, you can go, like literally just go. But Ruth was like, I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to leave you. I will not leave you. I mean, Dina, like, what do you think about that? That's, that's especially in today's society, right? Like, how do you, how do we process that? Girl. So to all the listeners, hey, 
this is Gina Karras and I speak my mind from my perspective. If you have a problem with it, you can DM me, we can talk it out. But <laughs> so um, if I was Ruth and like I had lost my husband, lost everything, I have to move back to my country or where I'm from and like start life again, mm-hmm. I'll definitely take up the opportunity because one, we've heard so many phrases that marriage is not easy, you know, mother, you mm-hmm. easy to live with. Yeah. So already that, that you can understand that Ruth and Naomi were probably not friends because of generational gap and because mm-hmm. of the relationship that they were put in. Mm. maybe i mean this is me thinking maybe they were not the best of friends then because Mm -hmm. they were both focusing on their marriage so they lost their husbands right yeah yeah so now they lost their husbands like oh i'm forced to get to know you you Mm. are my father-in-law i knew you as one but i really maybe didn't really get time to get to know you and ruth is saying no i'm not going back to my place i am following you Mm. To be honest, if I was Ruth, I don't think I would have followed the woman. Yeah, no, same. Yeah. I don't think so because, I mean, it's like we live in a generation where we want so much freedom that when the freedom mm. presents itself, we are ready we take to it. go. Like, we're ready to go. You yeah. Know? So if I'm to put myself in um, Ruth's shoes, I, I think, to be honest, I probably would have been the moment I lost my husband the next second, I'll call Ruth from like a letter or send a bird and be like, hey, I made it to my nation. And thank you so much for being a wonderful mother-in-law or awful mother-in-law. We don't know that because I feel like the Bible really does not explain that relationship before. Yeah. So I'll send a letter and be like, thank you so much. I'm going to find a new husband. If I find a new husband, I have enough. Mm-hmm. To, I, might, I might send you a, a gift basket. Yeah. Once or twice when I remember that my husband is dead. <laughs> Yeah, you're on your own from now. Yeah. Yeah, that's my perspective. I mean, I think I think it's fairly safe to assume that they might or most likely must have had a good relationship prior to um, Naomi going back home because Ruth was not willing to let this woman go by herself. I mean, remember, she had a family of her own that she easily could have gone back to. We we don't know. It's, It's safe to assume that she was good because of Ruth's insistence on not leaving her. I mean, we also, and also Orpah's insistence also on not leaving her. So she must have been a good mother-in-law. Like, and I think a question, oh yeah, you know, by the way, I am not married. I do not have a mother-in-law, so I don't know what that relationship is like just yet. Um, You know, God willing, I'll feel, get that and have the best mother-in-law. So, you know. Amen, amen. Amen. Amen to that. But, you know, who how many people um, do we how many people actually have good relationships with their mothers in law? So, I mean, I'll say this right. Growing up, my mom always used to say something along the lines. Um, but she basically used to tell me that, hey, like, you know, you never know what kind of relationship you'll have with your mother in law. So you need to have a good relationship with me. And um and hopefully learn to have a good relationship with her. Because what if you guys fight? What if something happens? You cannot fight with me and fight with your mother-in-law. And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess that works, right? But she was, I guess she was trying to teach me something and she was trying to teach me something, which is regardless of how you feel towards the person, you need to establish a good relationship with that person, right? That so how, how, I mean, so, so it is, a, 
it's it's kind of interesting that this is a mother-in-law and daughter-in-law relationship that we see between Naomi and Ruth Mm -hmm. and how that is carried on the age gap between the two of them the the respect that both of them had for each other right how that um goes through in the rest of the story because Naomi tries to push Ruth away but Ruth she insists on following Naomi and she insists on taking care of Naomi to the point where um once um Naomi's back in her hometown Ruth is like okay I'm gonna start working I need to start working so that I can support you and support myself so she goes out into the field and um and it happens to be a field of Naomi's um, Naomi's husband, Elimelech, their, their relative. And that relative is Boaz. And she goes into the field and she starts working and she makes kind of a name for herself because she's a foreign woman. She probably doesn't look like everyone else. She probably doesn't sound like everyone else. So she must have had an accent. She must have had something that made her look different, made her automatically like stand out. Yep. So that by the time Boaz was seeing her, like, what if he just come back from a journey or something and he sees her and he's like, who is, who is that woman who is working hard outside? Mm-hmm. And one of his servants say she wanted to, she's trying to um, um, harvest grains for her family. She's been hard at work all day. The only time she rests is when she needs to take a break for a few minutes and she's back at work. So, I mean, now this, this is, this I think is a really important thing to, to look at, right? We can talk about Ruth for weeks and we can still have so much to talk about when it comes to the story of Ruth but you know we're trying to keep it as nice and clean as possible right so um with with Ruth in that setting how many of us can say we are hard workers and we're noticed for our hard work because if you read what Boaz says and does with Ruth after that Cause he calls her and he's like, Oh, thank you. I mean, basically more or less, thank you so much for working. And he's kind to her. And Ruth is very happy that she's kind, that he is kind to her. And then he um, encourages her to continue harvesting. And then he also makes it easy for her to gain more than whatever she is harvesting. That is favor. That is, I mean, and the reason he does that is not just because, Oh, Ruth is some beautiful woman that he saw somewhere. No, he does that because he recognizes how good um, Ruth has been to her mother-in-law, Naomi. So so the servant basically gave him the download and said, this woman is this, 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 and that. She's basically awesome. So how, I mean, for us women today, why should a man of valor notice us if we are being hard if like if we are are not being hardworking right I know one of the the terms that we could easily say is um say on Ruth's situation is oh yeah no she she was probably a gold digger and she married that's why she (laughs) married Boaz but no she was a hardworking woman she she is someone who was making ends meet for herself and her her mother-in-law a woman she technically did not need to support so so I guess what what is the argument? What is the what is what is what I mean, Gina, tell me, what is your reason? What is your reason for supporting and saying hard work can take you so much farther than we actually think, you know, especially in getting noticed by a man who could potentially be your husband? OK, husband part. Good. I added the husband part. So 
this goes back to the first phrase I said that she's a go-getter. When you're a go-getter, you have aspirations and dreams. So you get up and go at it, go get it, go get it. Exactly. So with Ruth working hard to feed her mother-in-law, you got to understand before she got into that place to work, it was her mother-in-law that recommended that place because the mother-in-law knew about Boaz. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So like already she's getting a recommendation because of who she is. Yeah. Take it back into our lives. If Even if you want something and you're not good at it, sometimes our family members even restrict us from getting it because they know that we will disgrace them. Wow. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So if she wasn't a go-getter and a hardworking woman, I don't think Naomi would have been like, you know, I'll go to this hottest bachelor's place. Yeah. Get some grade for us. Mm-hmm. And it's like the woman, Naomi knew every step. She was like guiding Ruth through every step to achieve greatness in quote unquote. Right. Yeah. Yeah. To the point where she went to lay at this man's feet, <sighs> which Every time I read the Bible, I, I feel like there's this notation of a sexual notation next to it. I like, mean, what, I mean, what what does it mean to actually lay at someone's feet? What does that really, really mean? Bible scholars, if you're listening to this, please, please <laughs> let us know. <laughs> because, I mean, now I think about it, I'm like, from that time where she recommended Ruth to go to this place, because I'm I, I'm pretty sure Boaz was not the only rich person there. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and the Bible says he wasn't, right? And Boaz, Boaz clearly states that there's someone else before me who is more, who is basically basically more eligible to take you as his wife and take the land that Naomi has. So Ruth technically, yeah. technically had options. So that's what I'm saying. So if it wasn't for a good recommendation from the mother-in-law, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for the mother-in-law to really, so it's like they built that close relationship, first of all, based on her hard work, because nobody's going to recommend you if you're lazy. Yeah. So based on her hardware, her mother-in-law recommended her go to this place, pick some grain. We can get some food there. Then the same mother-in-law was like, you know what? You're hardworking. You're beautiful. Mm-hmm. You lost your husband. You have no child. And I love you. So you know what? Put on the best perfume tonight. Put on your best dress. Yeah. Good. And when this man is done eating and drinking, go lay at his feet. His spirits were high. They were happy. <laughs> so you can okay, that's a recommendation from the mother-in-law. So everything that Ruth kept achieving was because of Naomi. And Naomi mm. was one pushing for this woman's success. Yes, yeah. When she went to lay at her feet, where I think is still very sexual, and something had happened, I don't think Ruth would have came back and said this is your fault because mm. she has accepted that i will do whatever it takes so yeah so when i read that i'm like is that a boundary between something that'll push us into sin and something that'll push us into the right thing because yes the woman planted her to do the right thing but what if she had sinned but mm. then again, this is an old testament story it was before jesus came to teach us how to live our lives yeah yeah so we cannot judge sister ruth because sister ruth was i mean but to be she was she was shooting her shot but i think one thing that's important right is boaz's reaction to ruth coming in and staying so i mean 
let's let's go over that story a little bit, especially of when she went to lay at his feet. Naomi says to 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 Ruth, I want to I want to make sure that you're taken care of. It's time for you to to meet someone for you to really be taken care of. You've done such a good job with me. It's time for for me to take care of you now. So she says, go to Boaz's feet, lay there, dress up nice, wear your best perfume. I mean, and he will and he will instruct you on what to do. She knew that if this man is a man of like this is a true upright man, he will instruct you on what to do. Ruth goes to his feet and then and she lays there. Right. This is this is past midnight. y'all. Anything past midnight and you laying at somebody's feet, you know, something's about to go down. So. um, (laughs) So. So after after basically propositioning herself to Boaz, Boaz is like, you fantastic woman. He basically praises her and is like, I will do I will do right by you. And he tells her to he stay the night. Hours. Yeah. And he tells her to stay the night. He tells her to stay the night. And, you know, in telling a woman to stay the night in her best clothes, she smells good. She looks good. Mm, anything can happen. The whole thing to attract a man. Yeah. Anything could have happened. Literally anything could have happened. So it's fascinating that we learn. And of course, he fills her her cloak with um, food and tells her to take it back to Naomi before the crack of dawn, because before the crack of dawn, Ruth has Ruth leaves. And she's because he he said to her, no one must see you leaving here because it might possibly look bad on you. He knew what he was doing when he was telling her to stay. And he also knew what he was doing when he was telling her to leave at the time she was supposed to leave. He probably was also establishing a relationship with her, a non-sexual relationship with her, where he's like, I just want to talk and possibly get to know you more as a woman and not necessarily someone who works in my fields, right? Because, yeah. Think of it this way, right? What if he was just trying to reserve or preserve her reputation that people know her of? That, yeah. If people had seen her leaving Boaz's place, the respect they had for her and how hardworking she she is would have gone down yeah today's society pastors do something all of a sudden people leave the church yeah we're in church for the pastor not for god and i'm like they are human beings right Mm -hmm. so what if boys was like i think you're a beautiful woman but i Mm -hmm. deserve the respect yes yes yeah yeah that's another perspective i think we should look at he was trying to protect her and her dignity and part and maybe even his own as well you know everything he has the woman like he he can easily get the woman if he wanted though yes yes because he was rich Mm -hmm. handsome Mm -hmm. what else the woman wants intelligent and god-fearing you know one thing i would love to discuss not today but one thing I definitely would love to discuss is the age gap between Boaz and, and Ruth. Because, ah, you know, most people, we don't actually talk about that. Um, there was an age gap because the man called her daughter and she said to him, sir. So I don't know if that was a, a biblical thing of respect for, for, um, from man to woman or if there was a certain age gap. But that's a whole co- topic of conversation for a different day. Yes, it sure is. But yeah, so I think that's another perspective we need to look at. Mm-hmm. Also, 
Ruth was not a talker. She didn't go back and be like, you know, last night I went to lay at Boaz's feet. I mean, the only person she was talking to was Naomi. That was her closest oh. friend. That oh. was, I mean, again, what type of relationship do we do we have with people who can add to our lives? And I find Naomi to be a very interesting person in this whole story because she's technically she's technically kind of well there's a god factor in this story which we will get to right and that that's what will help us tidy up everything but Naomi is a glue in this story because without her a lot of things wouldn't have wouldn't have taken place Mm. Naomi saw herself as bitter waters right because by the time she was leaving um the more the the land of Moab she had lost everything. She'd lost her husband. She'd lost her sons. She'd lost her pride and she'd lost her joy. So she was like, I, I mean, there's nothing to be grateful for. There's nothing to be joyful about. I am not as wealthy as I left. So there's nothing going on for me right now. All of you that are trying to celebrate my welcoming, don't, don't do any of that. It's bitter waters for me. God has handed me something really like he's given me harsh judgment. I don't know what I've done wrong, but this is my situation in life. And even though she acknowledges this, or at least she thinks that this is the truth about her, or this is, or she thinks that this is the truth that God has given her, her actions are also quite different, right? She said something, but the way she's acting, especially in, in how she treats Ruth, in how she supports Ruth, in how she tells Ruth what to do. We don't know how long it took for her to get out of what may or may not have been depression for for Naomi because she must have been depressed she lost her husband she lost her sons I mean how many people can go through something like that and and still feel that they should live life fully at all they've lost everything and her daughter-in-law who she technically should not should not stay because she has nothing to offer her should have gone and she stays so then how how do how do people how 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 should people under or grow or how can people learn or understand that sometimes their success is linked to somebody else's success right because if ruth was not successful naomi wouldn't have been successful and if ruth did not know naomi ruth would not have been successful so it's 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 a combined thing right so how do we get to teach ourselves that today that it's not just us like we cannot do anything by ourselves we can fight for as much as possible but the truth is every human being is better together with someone else so the topic of that my friend always tells me this if you don't learn anything from this podcast just learn these things uh this phrase i'm about to say the best currency in life is not money it's people Mm. Yeah, That's the best currency in life because people set you up for your success. You set others up for their success. Based on your success and you related to people, you're going to get farther than you can ever with your degree. Yeah. Those are facts. Yeah. So one thing that sometimes, even though we live in a cancel culture now, mm-hmm. sometimes I always tell myself, even if somebody cancels me, I always make it up to myself to apologize mm-hmm. and not burn the bridge. You can cancel me for maybe something I did, but I will make sure, I will personally make sure I don't burn the bridge with you because yeah. life goes around. Yeah, that it does. I come back and need you, your favor again. 
Mm. And you can use the, the past against me, but what if you canceled me, but yet I apologize to you? Which always goes back to the story that we're focusing on. One, you said she was depressed, which the Bible did say that. But one thing I came to understand was, even in her depressed state, even though she knew she couldn't offer her anything, mm-hmm. I think a little bit of Naomi saw herself in root because mm. a woman that they are both they they are both in the same situation they've lost everything yeah and she's compelled because a woman followed her mm-hmm. to worship her god and her people mm. said god will be my god and your people will be my people while yeah. she her people back at home right i feel like she saw a little bit of herself in ruth and she was like i have nothing to give you right mm. i am compelled as my uh my son's ex-wife yeah make sure you get there because now that joy will make me happy as yeah so i think sometimes you got to see it that way like even though she might have been depressed doing all these things Mm -hmm. like telling Ruth to do this she was probably crying in her pillow i don't know if they use pillow (laughs) (laughs) possibly who knows (laughs) but she might have been depressed throughout but she still did not put herself first, quote unquote. Yes, yes. She was selfless in this whole story by leading her to do the right things to bring the success of even now Jesus' story is through Ruth. Yeah, yeah. David, Solomon, they are all related to Ruth. Yes, yes. From that lineage. So imagine if this woman was not self selfless enough, Naomi, to bring and help Ruth, what story would we have had of Ruth? Maybe she would have gone back and never heard of her like the other um, wife. I mean, that is that is a huge thing, right? We it's easy to almost skim over the fact that um, that Ruth is one of our King Jesus's ancestors. He was an, she was an ancestor of King David, of King Solomon, of some of the wisest people on this, um, on this earth that ever lived. And I, 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 I mean, one of my favorite people in the Bible to read about and learn about is King David because of the kind of heart that he had. Mm -hmm. And you can see this, you can see some similar, I mean, David was a man, Ruth was a woman. And you can see some of maybe even her heart in David in how, I mean, in the friendships that David had, David and Jonathan, they were, they were tied. They were close. They were, they were the kind of friends that were like, I will not betray you no matter what. Jonathan's father wanted to kill David and David still chose to be friends with Jonathan. So what does that, what do, I mean, do we have friends like that? Do we really have friends like that? I know. I mean, if your mom is pissed off at me and she's angry at me and she's like, I don't even like her. Would we still be friends? <laughs> and your mom also loves me. So, yeah, but- that is true. And your mom loves me as well. So <laughs> I don't know about that. I'm Girl, just- stop. <laughs> but, I mean, think about it this way. Now you, you saying this made me realize, oh, my God, that is so true. Yeah, like the way they have the their relationships from the way Solomon talks highly of relationships. Mm-hmm. 
the the whole songs of songs this one is just talking about relationships yeah yeah so what do you hand down to your generations if you yourself are not those to lay down at somebody's feet that's the same way david was lusting after people stop (laughs) stop oh my gosh do not do her like that (laughs) i mean hey if we're being real in this podcast i'm like yeah real here yeah all right i feel like that is very powerful you just told me that and it opened my eyes i'm like oh my god like the lineage is actually that way they keep yeah good relationships they keep sinning sexually though i mean to be fair ruth did not sin she, she just did. went and laid had his feet they did not have sex if she they did it but then the man did the right thing by saying i will marry you I'll yes you. yes he did the right thing yes so hey fellas if you're listening to this please if you see something you want make the move too yes. when the woman makes the move take the action and do it yes away especially if she it's shoots pregnant. her shot what is wrong with some of y'all men what and is wrong with you, you <laughs> shot and score the goal it was that simple and I said some of y'all, not all of y'all, because somebody can come at me now. So, yeah. And no. Remember, you choose your partner to submit under. So, choose one. Yes. Yes. That is that is true. The partner she's going to choose is going to feed her and her family and mm-hmm. her generation. Yes. Because so, you t- you only teach your, your kids and your children's children what you know and what you are as a person. So a lot of a lot of David's peace and a lot of his um his faith, because truly Ruth did say, Your God will be my God. Your God will be my God. And she taught and she most likely taught that to her children. Because the one who is pretty much in charge of raising kids at that time is the women in the family. And I mean, there's something um, the Bible says in Proverbs 1, 8, which is my child, listen when your father corrects you. Don't like, do not neglect your mother's instruction. Your Mm -hmm. mother's instruction, your mother's teaching is what will take you so like, will take you far in life. This is a woman who taught her kids, who taught their kids, who taught their kids, who taught King David who talking Solomon. So, I mean, it's not, um, it's, it's, it's very interesting how things are passed down. And I think, you know, the final, the final nail in this story is how God orchestrated things, right? Especially for Naomi and especially for Ruth, because we see two women who lost everything. Ruth had the option of going back, but she didn't. And that was her choice. And God blessed her choice. And I, and I think one of the interesting things in, about this story is that we don't hear God's voice in this story, right? In a lot of other stories, we, especially in Genesis or Exodus, we're like, okay, and God said, and God did, and God raised his hand and did whatever. But in this story, and I think also in Queen Esther's story, and I cannot wait to get into Queen Esther's story, right? But in, in both of those, we do not actually hear the part where god said but we see that everything was orchestrated because jesus is literally from the line of ruth so i mean i mean i i i when i when i started this podcast i wanted to call it christian enough because i was like okay how how christian am i am i so christian do i know the entire bible do i and i was judging and assessing all of that but i don't need to be 
enough. I just need to know how to learn uh, to love God, how to be interested in his word, how to relate with people. How do I treat people? Because this is a Moabite woman. She her God was not the, the Jewish God. We don't even know who her God was. Well, I don't even know who her God was. Probably other people do, but I don't know who, who that was. They served a totally different God, but she must have been intrigued enough by watching her family or watching Naomi or watching her husband and how they must have served God to be like, your God will be my God and your home, your name, your family will be mine. She must have loved and seen something about that family that she wanted to adopt into her own life. Mm-hmm. so you're so a lot of people I guess if you're like me and you've struggled with not necessarily your faith but maybe your authenticity then you know that it's not a it's not about you it's really not about you and it's more about who the person you're serving because the person you're serving just wants you so same way, and he will use you for whatever he needs to use you for. See the way Ruth was used, see the way Naomi was used, and see how you can be used to do much greater things in life. All right, so also wrap up here. This has been an interesting topic, by the way. Good job, Ayo. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, to wrap up, I will say, remember you are not on earth alone. Mm. Um. Ruth's story was because she was um, a go-getter. She persevered for something she wanted. She had faith when she did. She had faith in the person that was instructing her, Mm. which I'm also sure that Naomi was getting her guidance from God because she was a woman of God. Amen, yeah. So always remember, learn to respect and obey people, especially adults. My mom always tells me that, Whatever an adult will see sitting down on a mountain, even if you stand on the highest thing on that mountain, you will not see. Mm. Let us learn to respect and obey these people God has placed in our lives. Even when it sucks. (laughs) Even when it sucks. (laughs) Even when it sucks. And ask yourself, am I Christian enough to respect obey and take to god this counsel this person has given me Mm. and then become the perfect christian or which i say perfect christian does not exist but that is true you aspire to be learn Mm -hmm. to to people learn to respect everybody learn to talk to everybody whether on the streets whether in the church whether um homeless yeah amount of respect because your success story might be based on your lives wow wow thank you gina thank you so much for listening to today's podcast i hope you tune in again next week wednesday to hear another one once again i'm your host ayatollah fumi and you have been listening to the christian enough podcast